Hey there, Work, Love, Pray listeners. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that the Forward Mentor Program, our entirely virtual 10-week program, is in its final days for mentee signups. Get paired with a hand-selected mentor who will walk alongside you as you navigate your professional, personal, and spiritual goals. As we begin to integrate into the new normal of work life, it's important for you to have clarity and direction on where you want to go, and a Forward Mentor is perfect for helping you find that. To sign up, just visit forwardwomen.org. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash mentor program. The deadline to sign up is this Friday, September 3rd. Don't miss your chance to be part of our fall session. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. Well, it's September. Yeah, September. Remember how 2020 kind of just dragged on? Well, I kind of feel like 2021 is trying to like make up for that with lightning fast speed. And, you know, coming out of a year like 2020 and trying to get back, you know, on the right foot as far as life goes, uh, it's probably resulted in a huge imbalance in your wellness levels. I mean, I know it has for me. And, you know, you might hear wellness and immediately think of, I don't know, doctors or vitamins or maybe a Peloton ride or something like that. But wellness is about way more than that. Wellness is something that, I mean, like many other things in each of our lives, we've had to redefine. And, you know, or maybe like me, you need to actually define it for yourself for the first time. Well, joining me today to kick off this month's discussion on whole self wellness is Dr. Molly Bond. And if that name sounds familiar, Molly was actually on the podcast way back in season one, which feels like it was longer ago than it actually was. She is the director of development operations for Lutheran Community Services Northwest and also serves on the board of Providence Heights, which is a second phase step for women on the brink of becoming homeless. Molly is also about to release a devotional called Hopelessly Hopeful During Separation, 28 Daily Devotionals of Hope for Those Experiencing Marital Separation, which speaks words of hope with no judgment on what someone in that life situation decides to do next. So on a quest to find whole self wellness, there will be times where tough life altering decisions will need to be made in the name of giving yourself better quality of life. So if you're interested in learning how to get down to business with full self-wellness, keep listening. So Molly, I am so, so glad that you're able to be here with us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be with you too. Good. When you hear the word wellness, what first comes to mind? Well, I know that I'm a doctor, but my doctorate (laughs) degree is actually in nonprofit leadership. So it's going to sound a little bit odd at first, but give me a minute to explain. (laughs) So when I'm thinking of wellness, I'm thinking of holiness Mm. and wholeness. Mm. Wellness is not just physical, but it's mental and spiritual, which means to me, by honoring ourselves, our whole body, mind, and soul, we're setting ourselves apart for what God has planned for us, which is really a type of holiness. Mm. I agree. I agree. So do you feel like you do a good job of prioritizing your well-being? And if you do, uh, please share. (laughs) And if you don't, what do you what do you think is hindering you? Oh, my goodness. Gosh, if I could only answer yes to your first question. (laughs) Same. 
it seems like there's always one way to be whole, whole, and well, right? Mm -hmm. I find what's hindering me the most is time management. Anybody else raising their hand in the car right now? Both. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm sure that's sounding really familiar. And of course, when we all struggle with time management, what we're really struggling with is managing priorities. So for me, I love the rush of uh, starting something, finishing a project, knowing that I did it well. And I also love serving as much as possible. So when somebody asks for help and I know that I can do it, I'm quick to say yes. Now, I know that this puts a lot of strain on my mental wellness as I rush towards burnout. And, well, let's be real, it also puts strain on my relationships, both human relationships and also with God. So balancing that, again, really what we're doing is managing priorities. It seems to help a little bit. Obviously, it's no perfect method, right? However, ha, 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 I love a good productivity hack. Do you (laughs) mind if I share one with you? Absolutely. Okay, so each year I focus on one word, just like how Forward's word of the year is redefined. Mm -hmm. And I talk more about that in the member insiders, but I don't think everybody has access to that that may hear this podcast. Is that right, Jordan? That is right. Yes. Um, so if you are a member insider, you actually get a bonus question, which we will have um, linked right underneath the audio file for this one on the episode page. So if you would like to hear Molly's answer to that question, then you better sign up and you can find information about that on our website and we'll link it in the show notes as well. Great. So that's where you're going to be able to hear more about the word of the year redefine. Mm -hmm. For me this year in 2021, my word is consistency. Mm. So so what that means is that in my wellness pursuits, I stay consistent as possible because just like John Maxwell says, consistency compounds. Mm. Now I'm no superwoman, but I have a regular routine that keeps me on track toward wellness. So each morning I spend time with the Lord. Then I have some personal development time with like a video or a book or something like that. Uh, That's usually also my breakfast time. Mm -hmm. I exercise, I write, and then I work on any classwork. So just about each one of those is 30 minutes, which means I'm up really early. That alarm is set for 444 every morning. Oh, you got me beat by like 15 minutes. I tried to do five. (laughs) Well, let's be real. I also uh, turn off that alarm on Sundays. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, look, this doesn't work for everybody, especially with those with younger kids. But Mm -hmm. for me, consistency works in my pursuit of wellness. Mm -hmm. Now, I've also been learning a lot about habits from a book called The Power of Habits. Fabulous book. Go get it. Uh, So habits are a cue, an action, and a reward. If you have all three of those things, then you're going to start to form some habits. So these days, I'm scouting my days for habits that support my well-being. There's also a thing called a keystone habit, and that seems to be the one habit that unlocks the rest. Mm. So if I start my day with God, that's my keystone habit. The rest just tends to kind of fall into place, and then I'm more consistent in my days. But man, when I miss that time, I am snippy, I'm prickly, <laughs> nobody likes me, yeah. and the rest of my habits that keep me well kind of fall away. So, so when I think about consistency and trying to do that well, I also think about my habits. When you start to work 
on yourself. I mean, inevitably, like I mentioned before, you're going to come to a crossroads where you're going to need to make tough decisions in the name of achieving whole self wellness. And I, I just, I'm curious, have you ever gotten to that point in your life? Yeah, absolutely. I think that harkens back to some of what we were talking about earlier, like how we all wish we could do it all, mm-hmm. all at the same time, all mm-hmm. the same ways, all at once. Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. But to be honest, I've been thinking a lot about this, this idea of when do you have to make a tough decision in achieving mm-hmm. whole self-wellness? Um, because as you mentioned in the beginning, I'm releasing a book later this month filled with stories of women who notice that their marital relationships are starting to go sour. And I think most of us learn a lot about ourselves when we're alone, and -hmm. especially in that pressure cooker of emotions during separation. Now, however, it can be a place of health if you take the time to spend evaluating your contributions to the separation and what you're going to do to change those habits and reactions. Now, if you're not separated, you're not off the hook. Uh, Getting time to do something out of the ordinary can teach us a lot about ourselves. So, like, maybe a retreat can reveal some unhealthy patterns and habits. Mm. Or a vacation can show us what we've really been prioritizing. I just came back from vacation, and that's what I learned. Mm. Now, at the same time, getting away can be inconvenient, uncomfortable, I, that inbox when I came back from vacation, <laughs> mm-hmm. need I say more, right? right. No. <laughs> but at the same time, that vacation was so healthy to achieve wellness. So I think getting away for a little bit and making that tough call and that tough decision can help us understand our self-wellness better. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like relationships play a big role in whole self wellness, which I think, you know, we probably all thought that, but you know, it's, it's such a big part of our lives. And some of those relationships may be very close and intimate, but might also be something that's hindering our well being. you know, whether we want to admit it or not. And so you just mentioned that you're releasing a book, um, which I think is a perfect partner for someone who is about to walk a a very difficult path in their life. Um, so you, you talked about it a little bit, but you know, share a little bit more about, you know, why you wrote it and, you know, what, what people can expect. from. Yeah. We were just talking about how getting away mm-hmm. uh, can help us achieve so self wellness, Yeah, but it's because of relationships that we need to get away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let me share more about the book. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, it's a 28 day devotional for people who are separated from their spouse And what makes this book different is that it neither says that divorce or reconciliation is the next best step and this is how you do it. It really is just a hand to hold for about a month that says, man, this sucks. Mm. But keep looking to Jesus and you're going to find hope in the midst of that chaos. Now, I purposely made this devotions 28 days so that it's a month. Just long enough to build a habit, but not long enough so that there's anticipation that separation be this really long process. Uh, The book is called Hopelessly Hopeful During Separation, and it's available for pre-orders on Amazon starting on September 28th. That's when it releases, but you can always do your pre-orders before then. There you go. 
Um, I'll be in LA the weekend beforehand. I'll be in Chicago the week of October 11th, and then I'll be back home in Washington State after that. So uh, if you want to talk a little bit more about it or uh, how to seek the God of comfort and hope while you're separated from your spouse, I'd love to hear your story. What was the inspiration for the book? Like, was there something that happened or is there just something that God put on your heart? Yeah, about a decade ago, I was separated from my spouse and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a car wreck. Uh, Once you mention that you're separated, everybody wants to try to connect with you. And so they mention that their boyfriend's brothers, sisters-in-laws, roommate was also separated once and here's what she did. (laughs) Uh, And really what we should be following is what Jesus has called us to do. So So, I'm hopeful, if I can put that pun in there, I'm hopeful that Hopelessly Hopeful is uh, the way for at least one person to get closer to Jesus because of my writing. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, since I've made the announcement, I have heard so many stories of heartache and those who have been... Uh, even from parents, those who have been separated and when their children are separated, it's, it's a lot of heartache. So I hope that, um, you know, even though I'm the author of this book, my hope is that you as a listener will be a listening ear and not necessarily somebody who wants to share a story of how to fix the situation, but just to sit there and listen to the stories of those who are experiencing something like this, whether you've been through it or not, it can make such a difference and it can bring people closer to Jesus so much quicker. Mm. When you were in that situation, what did you find helped you the most as far as one, getting through it, but two, also making sure that you were making the right decisions about things. Relationships, right? Mm, Yeah. Uh, So I found a really great counselor through my church. Mm. And I think the best part about meeting with her regularly was not, again, that she was telling me what to do, but that she would say, well, what would the Bible say about that? Mm. And that really helped me to understand that as long as I'm connecting with Jesus, there's Mm. a future for me. But the minute that I tried to listen to all those other voices and I pulled away from understanding what the Bible was saying and how could I apply that directly to my life, because it is a living book, Mm -hmm. uh, that was when things started to get a little bit more rocky and it wasn't such a great situation anymore. It's not easy to go through for anybody, uh, but sticking close to Jesus is the best way to get through it. Mm. What is your biggest hope for your book? (laughs) <laughs> you are such a great punny person. Uh, I heard it as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I have many hopes for Hopelessly Hopeful, but it's going to sound very familiar. If somebody is getting closer to Jesus mm-hmm. and just has a moment in their day to stop and say, I'm going to work on my self-wellness, and mm-hmm. the best way for me to do that is to stick closely with Jesus, and this book is helping me do that then awesome sauce, two thumbs up. I've done my job. <laughs> well, as we close, I have started doing this and I, and I love it because it's always just so interesting to hear everybody's different perspectives and pieces of advice. But I would love to hear from you. If you could only say one thing to a woman in the workplace today, what would it be? Mm, great question. I think I would tell people to be hopeful. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> 
whether wellness is a focus or at this point, it's just a wish. Mm-hmm. Centering so, your hope on Jesus means that you have chosen the best path forward and there's no better way to live life. Before you go, I wanted to invite you to please join us in supporting women in the workplace during Forward's Giving Week, September 20th through the 24th. This month, Forward turns 10, and we begin a new decade of ministry to women in the workplace in which we plan to empower 10 million women to integrate faith and work so they can become the world changers God intends them to be. If you'd like to support our mission and help us begin our journey to reach those 10 million women or more, you can donate by texting GIVE21 to 95577, or you can give through our website, forwardwomen.org. We hope you can help support the work of inviting every forward woman to be part of what God is going to do in the next 10 years. Thanks so much for joining me for this conversation with Molly. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash Molly. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash M-O-L-L-I-E. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave us a review. Your review will help people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.